0: All I gotta say is I can't say shit It's scintillating It's sensational It's Seattle Sounders FC Soccer sounder scuttlebutt i'm aaron lingley and as always i'm joined by my buddy your alliance council president Gorilla fc president and the communications director for the Indo- independent supporters council ah oh, that so like one 100 on that uh how you doing man i'm
1: doing good i'm doing good my mariners tickets prices got raised 33 percent next year so i am uh uh can't and uh, unless that's guaranteeing otani coming Um, I'm canceling my Mariners ticket, so that's how I'm doing today.
0: Oh, you're canceling them?
1: Well, it's the Flex Pass, so... Okay.
0: Well, it's not just us this time. It wasn't us last time, but we got not Nick tonight. Who do we got?
1: Mm. We have the hostess with the mostest, the uh, play-by-play announcer for your Seattle Sounders in the Leagues Cup, the one and only... Jackson Phelps, What's up, Jackson?
2: My good friends. It's good to be with you both on this wonderful Thursday night. Thank you for having me.
1: Of course, of course. Hey uh, Thanks for know, being on. Coming off um, uh, two upsetting games that you called, but at least you got to do some goal calls in the second one, you know?
2: It was a lot of fun. Right away, it was. I tell you what I mean that was uh that was a wild first 45 minutes in that Monterey match um, you know it was such hope in those first 7 minutes or so and really thought that it was going to happen it's just frustrating that the rest of the the rest of the 85 minutes went the way it did um
1: do you think you can get me some credentials so i can go ask brian schmetzer why he did you like that why they took this amazing (laughs) opportunity for you and just uh and just made it so rough on you
2: it is kind of funny that when you look at it you know i was play-by-play for for two games just filling in of course for danny jackson our amazing play-by-play voice normally for for sounders matches on kjr and you know (laughs) it's unfortunate that both of these games are losses and you you feel such frustration the first match you know down at rsl played out the way it did where it was just so frustrating and the second match that we were given so much hope and you know as as ted lasso says it's the hope that kills you and uh, you know when we got to that 45 minute mark at halftime where you know herman Burcherame, that name has been in my dreams for the last week and i'm not sure when it'll actually get taken out of my dreams um, but Hermann Bertramne, when he hits that penalty kick uh, for his second goal, it's just kind of so demoralizing because at that point, you know, you need five. And it's like, OK, I mean, this team started so well in the first half. Can they possibly come out just as hot? I mean, it, it's such a massive ask. So it was it was frustrating. It was unfortunate but yeah i'd love to I'd love to one day be able to call a sounder to win hopefully hopefully
0: one day in the far off future that comes. I don't think it'd be near future. You did a great job. I went back and listened um to the r s l one where we didn't score any goals, but then I was listening to post game uh with Andrew Harvey, yeah uh, yeah, um, and uh, the Nico goal was there. The match, so I got to hear your first I, goal call. I, I do think, even I though, do though think I was I, there presently,
2: I do think, and, and, and frankly, you know, the, the full match broadcasts for every single match, I should mention, they're all available on the Sounders Weekly and Post Game Shows podcast page on iHeart. Radio and wherever you get your podcasts, the Sounders Weekly page we have all full game broadcasts there. So if people do want to ever go listen, they're available. But I do feel like I yelled a little bit too much. I will admit. I, I think I think it was I kept I kept the yelling going for about I think ten seconds too long.
1: <laughs> I I missed the first one because I didn't get it pulled up in time. Uh, I accidentally pulled up uh, actually the the podcast rather than the call. But for the second one, I did notice that. After the goal, uh, you said, my, oh, my, with a little homage oh, to uh, you, Dave
2: nehouse you, you caught that? You caught that? Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, Dave House yeah. is the reason I got into this business. I mean, long car rides with my parents, listening to Mariners games, and days at, uh, days at um, you know, at my house, whichever, you know, was at, listening to Mariners games, listening to Dave nehouse he's the reason I got into this and wanted to be in sports broadcasting as Dave. So I, I, I couldn't fit into the Ladero one, but um, it was pretty special to be able to fit that in there. And, and that, was a, that was a really cool moment being able to say, my oh my.
0: Yeah, so I cool. I think that is a great lead-in to some yeah. of what we normally do is Scuttlebutt uh, to start the show. And then we'll dive into the state of the Sounders for the second half, but one of our uh, scuttlebutters in our mail, in our Discord, uh, link in the show description, join us. Uh, There's actually a question for you, Jackson, and one I wanted to ask, but I'm going to give the floor to Seed 97. Uh, Jackson, how did you get into broadcasting? Who, what inspired you? What are your long-term goals as a broadcaster? If you did broadcasting for another (laughs) sport, which one would it be and why? Oh my you gosh! Don't so, ask me to repeat any of those.
2: <laughs> Let's start with the inspiration because it's quick and easy. Mm-hmm. It is Dave Niehaus. Um yep. You know, I mean, just, just, you know, just <laughs> loving baseball. I mean, I mean, shoot, you guys can can counter me if I'm wrong, but agree with me if I'm right. There's a magic to baseball on the radio. Um, there's, there's yeah, just mm-hmm. some sort mm-hmm. of there's something to it. And when you're, whether it's driving or whether it's, you know, sitting, um, my parents have, have a cabin out on a lake and we spent many afternoons in my childhood, just, you know, on Saturdays and Sundays, Saturday afternoons, you know, Sunday afternoons, just sitting out there, you know, just listening to games. And so much of my childhood was just listening to guys like Rick Riz and Dave Niehaus, And, you know, that, just hearing them tell stories hearing them wax poetic hearing them you know make broadcasts interesting at a time for the Mariners when I mean this we're talking about the years between 2002 which yes was a good year in like 2008 right where there's not so good baseball being played and you know the the the, the way that they were able to you know, keep broadcasts alive and make them so interesting and so colorful. It inspired me so much. Um, I just, I loved Dave and when, I mean, I'll always remember where I was and when I was and everything about it, the, the, the day he passed away. Um, and, and it was just so, it was a massive moment in my life. I remember, but ultimately, you know, that's that's probably the single person watching games with my grandpa listening to dave with my grandpa was was a big part of that as well but that's probably the thing that most inspired me was was listening to those baseball broadcasts um and at the time of course you know you know i want to be a baseball broadcaster i dreamed of being a play-by-play voice for baseball and and doing all that um big part of that, um, you know, and turning down the volume on video games like um, EA Sports MVP Baseball 2004, like turning down the volume on that and calling baseball games. I remember for for days on end, um, you know, that was a big part of my childhood. Um, And naturally, that kind of just morphed over the years into wanting to talk about sports for a living. Um, so fast forward to college being at Seattle Pacific University in 2011, they had this great program called the um, God, I don't remember the exact name of name of it, but it was it was a program that connected students to professionals in their desired field. And I did it I want to say three times. Um, the first time I did it, I, got connected to rick riz and rick riz had me in for a job shadow where mm-hmm. i was i was sitting right behind riz and ron Fairley, um in the booth and i was sitting a seat over from freaking jay Buner of all people and uh and mm-hmm. just watching them do a broadcast and watching what it took because at that point i'm still thinking like god could baseball play-by-play be a thing you know that was the original original dream could that be a thing and and the funny part about that was like watching them do it and watching how much time they had to fill with stories and with background of things they had to do I'm kind of like boy like that that's tough and like scorekeeping, baseball play-by-play is so much harder than I ever thought it would be it's so it's so comprehensive so that was interesting to me but I'm kind of like okay maybe maybe not The second time I went through the program in there at Seattle Pacific, I went through a job shadow with um, uh, Kevin Calabro, who was a, I believe at that point, co host at at another radio station in Seattle. So I went to the other other radio station in Seattle and I did a job shadow of uh, Kevin Calabro at that other station and went through that process. Soon after that, I went through the program a third time at Seattle Pacific. And got connected to one Mike, the Gasman Gasmo, and the Gasman was a favorite of mine for many years. He's a KJR listener, and I even called into his show after the Seahawks had hired Jim Moore. It was the day after the Seahawks hired Jim Mora as their head coach. It's about what 2009, I guess it was, and yeah. mm-hmm. and and. Uh, and they were just taking caller reactions to Jim Mora, and I was like, "I think Jim Mora is going to be a great coach. I think he's going to be fantastic. Um, you know, he has, he's had such success with the Atlanta Falcons. You know, and he's back in you know this place that he's so familiar with in Seattle. I, I have faith that Jim Mora is going to lead the Seahawks to glory." Well, we all know how that turned out. Not very well. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, like. Well, I was, actually, it
0: turned out great because it ended up getting us Pete Carroll. Sure, sure. It did.
2: <laughs> no, but anyway, so I was big gas. Silver machine. linings. So, so, again, fast forward, you know, I'm, I'm I, I connect with him and he, he, he says, um, I connect with gas and he says, well, let's go sit down at a Fremont coffee shop. So gas and I sit down at a Fremont coffee shop for about two hours back in what would have been december of 2011 a time a time in my life where i'm going through a lot of other crazy stuff that's a conversation for another day on a different podcast but um but i we sit down for it in just a chat for about two hours he invites me in for a job shadow i i come in and do a job shadow on valentine's day of 2012 and just Uh, I remember because the the show that I job shadowed for that day, they were talking about Jeremy Lynn, Lynn Sandy with the New York Knicks, Ichiro not leading off Mm. for the Mariners. Um, It was a it was a busy show that day. And I just I remember just kind of like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I love this. Um, I was also sitting behind Kevin Shockey, uh, the producer for the show at the time. It was just wild and it was so much fun. And I'm like, I really want to do this. So uh, the job shadow, they should say, the, the informational interview as they called it, with with Mike Gastineau, turned into a job shadow. The job shadow turned into an internship. The internship lasted six months. After the six months, I got hired as a broadcast producer for the Tacoma Rainiers, which was out of a um, a substation of KJR. And after that, that turned into a job on uh, the morning show at KJR as an assistant producer. After two months, that turned into being the main on-air producer from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And, you know, that was in what? That would have been in July of 2014. I became the producer from 10 to 3. And it's kind of just evolved from there. Uh, We got the Sounders rights. I started covering the Sounders in 2015. We got the Sounders radio rights in 2018. Uh, where I became the pregame halftime postgame host and host of Sounders Weekly. Um, and it's kind of just been off and running, but that's that's kind of the short story of of how everything worked out the way it did.
1: Now, I, give us all the juicy details on what it was like to work with Mitch in the morning.
2: Sorry, Cameron, you broke up there.
1: I, 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 I want to know what it was like to work with Mitch. And, no, I heard um, you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna say I'm pretty uh, sure
0: he heard you. He's just like, yeah, uh.
1: okay, Um uh, yeah, and then uh, I mean, but you've you got to work lots of great talents, you know. You're there with Softy now, and of course Dick. And um what was it like? What I really want to know is what was it like working with Cliff Averill? because he was a favorite oh. on there, and I know it just, oh my, uh, God. it didn't quite work out for him being able to stick around. But I, I really enjoyed when he was on the air.
2: I will love Cliff Averill to the day I die. I tell you what, that that man is one of the coolest, genuine, most genuine, um, most real, uh, most heartfelt, um, I I don't know, all those adjectives and more. Uh, Cliff is an incredible human being and working with him for the short time I did, uh, was a time I'll never forget. I mean, he was an absolutely exceptional person. He's a really good, really good co-host. Um, really good. Um, his analysis was top notch. Um, you know, puck played off of him really well in the co- comedic style that he does. Um, I, I loved it. Um, you know, and I, I think Cliff is a guy that, I mean, uh, I, 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 I can't say enough good things. I, I love that guy and I, I, I'd I do anything for him. He's he's just an exceptional person.
1: He's also why we know each other in real life and not just on the internet, because I was sitting in your seat at a Husky football game and uh, you were like, oh, you can stay there, it's fine. We only have three inst- people instead of four. And uh, me and my buddies were talking about Cliff Averill and you leaned over and said, hi, I'm the producer
2: of the show, what do you think? <laughs> Oh God, that's right. Yeah. We were there with Carlo Marie and Anthony um, for a KJR event. And yeah, that's right. You were sitting, you happened to be sitting right there. That was the weirdest thing. And you and I, you and my friendship just blossomed from that day. I remember.
1: Yeah. And I was literally in your seat because my seat was technically that's like 20 right. rows back. So yeah. I was just sitting, sitting down there.
2: <laughs> oh, that was wonderful. What,
1: what, what impact do you think, um, you know, you talked about like, Graz and or you talked about gas and then of course we have Graz and they work oh, together yeah. forever and yes. and uh other folks in Seattle media. What impact do you think those individuals had on on maybe your style and, and how you go about uh holding yourself on air?
2: You know, I think gas especially, um interning for him, for by the way, it was it was his last six months where he was a regular host. Um and Um, The way that he prepared for his broadcasts and the way that he built out his shows um, is a big reason why I frankly why I am the way I am now because um, one thing that gas did really well was I think that he cared about not only the sports that need to be talked about but the sports that he cared about and the sports that deserved attention I mean I, I believe if I'm correct he had a weekly NASCAR segment because he had it with Chris Myers on the air. And one of the things that, you know, caught my attention was, listen, you don't always have to just talk, Seahawks, 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 Mariners, Mariners, Mariners. You can divide up the broadcast and make sure you give time to the sports that deserve time. And that left a lasting impact on me because it told me, yes, Jackson, you are a Sounder fan and while the sounders aren't, you know, topic one, a in Seattle, they still deserve time to be talked about. And not only that, but they deserve somebody to cover them, especially from our, you know, media station. So in 2015, and you know, I said, I want to, now that I'm kind of established myself here as a producer, I want to start covering the sounders. We deserve to have somebody covering them. And it was automatic. Yes, absolutely. Go do it. Um, and what it turned into was kind of the, the, what we see now, which is me saying, this soccer team that we have, yes, it 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 doesn't pull the 67,000 gamely like the Seahawks does, but it's a ma- major sports team in our city that deserves to have coverage. And it, they deserve to be talked about. And I mean, the, the way that Gas kind of taught me indirectly about, the way that you treat auxiliary sports, um, auxiliary sports in the city, you know, like he did with NASCAR and even with soccer. I mean, he had this sounder soccer show. It was a Tuesday night show that I produced, I remember. It was great. I mean, it's it's the idea that these these sports that aren't the main sports, they still deserve time. They still deserve coverage. And being able to, to do that was, um, and and kind of just take that and run with it was a big part of the way I kind of treated my career.
1: That's so awesome. Now, now if you could get everyone else to do that, not with golf. <laughs> <laughs> I get uh-huh. so tired of golf. Hey, start talking about F1 for us, please. Oh, yeah, that'd be amazing.
2: I got into F1 and for I a think... little bit, thanks to Curtis Crabtree, but I just couldn't stay into it that long because... There was just, there was just a lot. I remember. I remember. I I really loved Sebastian Vettel. I think is his name. Vettel. Vettel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I loved Vettel. Um, but then I realized that quickly that uh, Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes won everything, and it was kind of just frustrating.
1: Yeah, it's happening again uh, now with Max Verstappen. But uh, you should watch the TV show on Netflix. Uh, it's it's pretty great.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know. I need to. Yeah. Well, you got like five seasons of binging, so that's always fantastic. Oh boy! <laughs> so if you like, if you like the first one, you'll you'll be out out for a while. Um, and to finish off, C ninety seven. I think you answered it, but if you could do broadcasting for another sport, which one would it be, and why? Oh, would yeah, it be baseball play by play. Um,
2: it's a good question. Um, you know what's weird? Um, and and Aaron, you'll get this, and Cameron, I'm sure you will too. Remember when we did that Sonics versus OKC video yeah. game during COVID? That was so much fun. And like baseball, you have, a, you have to fill a lot of time with stories and stuff. And I don't know if I have you
0: gotta stories. you got to paint pictures, yeah.
2: But but basketball is a little bit like soccer in the sense of it's back forth so fast that I feel like um, hockey is a little bit too fast for me. But basketball, I feel like I would have a lot of fun doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm I'm not even that big of
0: a basketball. Yeah. Fan. I, just, I mean, I, just and think you ba- guys, I think
2: I think basketball would be so much fun to broadcast.
1: Uh, you and,
0: fooled and, me when and, you were doing play by play for our little video. You guys are both like awesome. <laughs> like that was fun. it's that was it's great that fun. you actually are doing play by play now. Yeah, yeah you Cameron, got the real opportunity really, in front of. I love
2: that. I love that.
1: Yeah, you know, it was one of those things where that's the first time I'd, I'd, I'd ever done color commentary, and so I could have been better, but. Um, you know, it made me realize just how much fun it was. I agree, and there is breaking sports news right now, Aaron. No way. And I know you don't like to know, you don't know it's 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 Did an it in game thing. Did it just happen? Uh, it, it, it and Aaron, I know you don't like to know scores, but I'm going to ruin something for you. Okay. <gasps>
0: oh my god! Uh, Should time. I take these off? Should I take yeah, these take off?
1: Your headphones. Yeah, take off your headphones. Okay, give
0: me a thumbs up when you're done. Okay. Oh my gosh! Uh,
1: the Mariners <laughs> just hit a grand slam in the top of the ninth to take the lead over the Los Angeles Angels. It was Cade Marlowe. Cade
2: Marlowe. Uh, Cade Marlowe.
1: Yeah. So uh, you know, maybe maybe these Mariners have a, have a, have some legs. Okay. So so Aaron watches every game, so he'll not watch it till later tonight. So that's why he didn't want it ruined.
2: I thought you were about to say uh, that the, the UW is going to the Big Ten.
1: No, oh. I don't think that's breaking yet. They because the meetings the meetings right now it just started right like nine p.m.
2: Yeah, well, the UW meeting just started, but the Arizona meeting is over, I think.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll keep eyes on all that, too. Aaron, you can come back now.
2: And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm back. Do you guys, uh, did you guys see yeah, the raccoon, so... you guys see the raccoon in Salt?
0: No, what happened in Salt? You cut out.
2: Yeah, so the raccoon in Salt Lake where there was a wet spot in the ceiling of the press box in Salt Lake and a raccoon fell through the wet spot huh? in the ceiling and went after the popcorn in the press box in Salt Lake. Yeah, check out my Twitter if you want to see it. It's very fun.
1: Uh, is that why they're supposed to be playing right now, but the game didn't start, or they're supposed to start at 730, and I can't find anything about the game. because there's a
0: raccoon loose in the stadium. Because
2: there's a, ra- cause there's <laughs> a raccoon why. loose, clearly. Aaron
0: right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean it could be because the game was supposed to start at seven thirty, and yet the score is nowhere to be found against uh, Lyon.
0: Well, wish oh, against Leon. All right, um, let's move on, fellas. Um, yes, yes. So my, wife, my wife. is here. definitely giving
2: me the eyes of. Of I thought you said this is only thirty minutes.
0: <laughs> well, someone doesn't listen to the show. It's... No, clearly.
2: Well, we would have been fine with it if it weren't for the the
1: our technical difficulties that we had that the listeners got to miss. I think that's a good yeah. point. Oh and yes, it's uh it, ESPN is now reporting that Arizona is leaving the Pac twelve for the Big Twelve. Yeah that just As happened. As of six minutes ago, ESPN is reporting that.
2: Yep. Well that means that we're gonna see UW go to the Big Ten. Uh if Oregon goes, and that's the big question. If Oregon goes, and then uh we'll see what the pack
0: turns into.
1: Yeah it's 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 pretty wild. New times, man. New times. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Nicholas, I'm sorry we're not going to answer yours because I feel like that would be pretty long-winded about which – or doesn't matter. Um, but <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Wait, and is that, Nick. Is that the
2: Nicholas or –
0: yes yes yes. he was he got to be on the show last week so we're just sorry we're gonna skip your question for this week nick Nicholas, Um, i'm sorry i love you
2: and uh ask send me a dm if you want a question answered nicholas (laughs)
0: um but let's let's jump into the sounders we're at 25 6 7 minutes here uh break music and we will talk sounders Alright, so that was the Sounders fight song. Uh, They're going to need to fight, I think, to at least be in a good position in the playoffs, uh, with 10 games remaining starting in 3 weeks. Um, 10 matches. And they're going to have to fight if they want to win a playoff game, if they even make it, uh, based on the way they've been playing. So, I think uh, I will refer back to Discord here, and we'll let Jackson answer, give his opinion first, and then Cameron, uh, but the Discord also has a ton of Good Sounders questions. Uh, Raze Jose, how do you feel about the Sounders not signing anyone this summer transfer?
2: Well, they had already done what they needed and wanted to do in the previous transfer window. I mean, they had spent all their money. I mean, this is a team that had set themselves up, you know, I think for not only last year in CONCACAF, but for the Club World Cup. And they had done everything that they could do. So in terms of not making moves at the transfer window, I mean, Craig Weibel said it, and I, I fully believe in, in not only his vision, but in, in terms of what the Sounders wanted to do, which is that, you know, if, if, if you're going to make a move, it has to be better than a player who's currently starting on the team. And there aren't that many places to improve on. I mean, right now I think when you healthy, this team is exceptional, um, keywords when healthy, but, you know i I just think that the sounders team right now is 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 fairly set it's just about a getting healthy and b playing to the potential because when they are healthy and when everybody is there and rocking and rolling this team is very 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 good um and i think we've seen that and the only question is are they all going to be back and is everybody going to be available uh, down the stretch when they need them um, and, and for the playoffs. So, I mean, this is clearly a playoff team. So the only question is, you know, what the 10 games left in the regular season, what are they gonna look like after 10 games? Um, if they're healthy and if Brian Spencer and his coaching staff have figured out their best 11, which I believe that they will in the span of 10 games, then, then I mean, listen, look back to 2016 through 2020. Uh, if, if Chad Marshall and Christian Roldan hadn't gotten hurt in one game down at Portland, this team, I, I fully believe this team goes to five straight MLS Cups, 16 through 20. So when they are healthy, they make championships. So I look at it simply as, and listen, like the, the West, I think is a little bit, I mean, the West is a situation where LAFC beat this team one nothing on a first-minute goal on the road in a game where the Sounders didn't have their best 11. If they do have their best 11 i think they can definitely potentially win that game um st louis i think is an interesting case i'm not sure how real they are you know we'll we'll see what that actually looks like come october and come november um but ultimately you know it just comes back to if the sounders are healthy they have playoff experience if they're playing they're playing good ball which i think they can be if everybody's back then I believe they can go to another MLS cup and they can win another Western conference title. So, you know, just let's get Christian rolled on back from another concussion and let's see where we sit. But, um, in terms of making moves and not making moves at the deadline, I think it's completely understandable. And, you know, I think we just got to roll into this next off season with a lot of questions.
0: Yeah. I think that's where you'll see some activity.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I we'll see a ton of activity, which Weibel has said that will happen. He's told that to fans publicly at practice before uh, that there will be major changes following this season, um, and that that may mean major contract changes, not necessarily player changes. We've, right, that is yet to be seen. Uh, but uh, I mean, I think what what worries me, and I think for me, it, it's all on Christian because uh, without Christian, we haven't looked great. And most of the time, except for the RSL game, when he's out there, we look unbeatable like that, that Dallas game was one of the most that you know, I think, did we tie in the end in that one? Or did we end up winning by one? I can't remember. But it was the most ridiculous like, control that I've ever like the Sounders dominated in a way that we've never seen them dominate with possession. Mm. And I just we need his mentality out there. And you know, points per game, we're not that, you know, the teams below us all have uh, games in hand that that they can get right Mm -hmm. behind us. So we're a couple losses away from worrying about making the playoffs. And I just I really hope Christian gets better because because we've seen when we're when we're healthy, uh, we're not just a good that's my chair, by the way, if I don't know if it's picking up. Uh Yeah, Uh, I would would claim it if I was and Uh it would be a lot more glorious. Uh, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> we've seen that we can be the best team in the league. Yep. We just need to play like it.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I don't really have anything to add. I think you summed it up. Like, get Christian O'Donnell out there and, and you, everybody healthy and I'm not sure what the best 11 is. That's a good question. I think it depends on probably what team you're playing and where you're playing in terms of on the road you're playing maybe more of a transitional based and at home you're playing more of a possession based lineup but uh and brian Spencer has said as much but i think when christian Roldan is available this team is is he has the potential to be the best team in the league and
1: and and one thing oh before i say that uh the the 9 p.m uh Board of Regents meeting that was supposed to be public, they they were public for about one minute before they went into a private executive session. So things are happening, big
2: big things are happening. Good anyway. Good. Uh,
1: <laughs> give um, me give
2: me the Big twelve. The 10. Excuse yeah. me. Give me the Big 10. <laughs> the Big Sixteen.
1: Yeah. Um, one, one of the the very interesting things uh, that I that I I actually asked Andy Rose about it when I got to attend practice this last weekend. Uh, before the uh, Monterey match was about the development of Leo Chu and, and how is he different from last year and and you know he said that um, when he came in here he had a little bit of an ego and he thought he should always start and he, and he hadn't proved it yet and he became a whole new person when he had a kid um, and it just made him take on a, a different sense of responsibility that made him come back this year and just absolutely just start tearing it up and, and playing so well and he said the other thing that I thought was very interesting, considering how much a bear hate there is, um, and and I've I think I've been after being at practice and, and a few more games, I, I I'm struggling to see why a bear is on the field sometimes. Um, but it's because he's a leader. He single-handedly, he said, has taken Leo under his wings and and helped make him into the player he is today. And so for me, it's it's like Christian on the national team, right? Like you don't need to play to make an impact. You can have a huge impact. And really, it's when you have good people in the locker room that it makes all the difference.
2: No, that's exactly right. And I think the the Brazilian connection with A. Bear, with Joao Paulo as well. I mean, uh, those three are very close, and I think you're seeing it evolve into not only a friendship on the field, but a friendship off the field. And you know, A. Bear with those two goals at the start of the year, I think he's due for more. Um, But I think that Leo Chu has developed into an exceptional player who is going to help the sounder team for years to come. And I mean, I think it's really because, yeah, he's gotten way more disciplined. He's gotten good in his ability to play defense and track back. Um, And then he's gotten really good on the offensive end as well. I've loved what I've seen from Leo Chu this season.
0: All right. So I got another one, the candy Gollum. And I think this is their first time asking any questions. So thank you, Candy Gollum. Um, Pretty straightforward. And I can kind of sense your guys' answers from what you've been saying. But uh, is it fixable? Is this fixable? Or is it time for a rebuild top to bottom?
2: No. I mean, like... Is it fixable in
0: in 10 matches to win an MLS Cup?
2: I mean, like, that's that's so tough. I think it requires this team to be healthy, first and foremost. If this team is... Again, and I'll, I'll say this again... If this team is healthy and the coaching staff can find their best 11, which I believe that they can inside of 10 games, this team can go on a run and win an MLS Cup. Absolutely. I don't think the Western Conference is too tough to beat. I think LAFC is beatable. They only won one won nothing, at home over a Sounders team that didn't have their full starting 11, and they were still injured. So uh, I believe that we can absolutely – be, get out of the western conference and then in, in in any final i mean you guys know how it works in any final you can go win a championship if with the with the right recipe i mean we saw it in 2016. so yeah any a final is winnable so at the end of the day i'm yeah absolutely this team can go in an mls cup it just again it just requires them to be healthy and the coaching staff to get their best 11. Now, next year is a whole different question, and have me on the podcast in six months, and we'll talk about next year.
0: My concern is the main solution is to be healthy and to pick your best 11. We haven't been healthy all year, and we I can't see, I haven't yet to see a consistent, uh, was it maybe just before Portland, right? The Portland loss was when we were on a consistent run, and that was three, four months ago. That's the last consistency I've seen. And if we can't figure that out to this point, and there's only 10 matches left, I'm concerned that we're going to even figure it out when I'm pretty sure we might not see Christian to start the first in Atlanta. Two of of these, and the last one was two months of off-the-field recovery. That's really concerning to me, and I don't know if we're going to see him back to at least start that match. I, I, yeah i
2: mean that's fair that's fair um i would just say that i mean listen this team is built you know this team is built a little bit differently than 2019 In 2019 we had ridiculous depth that could you know no matter who you're if you're going to your you know third center back or if you're going to your third midfielder or if you're going to wherever else this team had the depth i think to be able to to compete at every single level i'm not sure this team is as deep as 2019 that that roster was incredible but i would just say i mean like listen i mean with the with the cap flexibility that they have with the roster flexibility that they have with the roster that craig weibel and brian schmetzer and, and all of the staff has built i believe this is still a roster that can have big success yes it relies on being healthy but but I mean look at a lot of teams around MLS like a lot of teams around MLS can't say what we're saying they're saying they're saying if we get lucky here 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 and here we could go in an MLS cup we're not talking about luck we're just talking about staying healthy
1: Yeah uh, absolutely but but I do have a frustration that there seems to be I don't know if it's a disconnect between the coaches and the players or the player. There's, there's something there where the coaching, uh, that even when we're only missing like one player, we start, you know, 10 and, and choose probably earned a start over, maybe not over Morris, but in his position. So really with Morris, the only person missing, we're still not performing at our best and and could be Russ. It, it just seems like the coaches haven't figured out how to best utilize the players that we have. Cause we have the talent. And that's what frustrates me is early on, you had Freddy Juarez able to come down and, and, you know, get at halftime, give his input that would make changes. And it was almost like a, you know, like when Pete Carroll goes in at halftime and comes out and immediately, as long as the Seahawks weren't down by too much, they were going to dominate the second half and win. It felt like that near the beginning of the season. And now we just aren't getting that anymore. And I don't know if we've been figured out. I don't know if it's that our formations aren't creative enough. You know, I, of course, always want to go to two forwards, but w- We've, we saw once we were pushing forward in that and uh, that when you only have one central defensive mid, uh, you can get caught out in the back really easy if you're pushing forward and not staying disciplined. So I I, I don't know what the answer is, but I'm, I'm really hoping we figure it out because there's enough talent on this team to make a deep playoff run. We're just not mm-hmm. playing like it.
2: Yeah, and I mean, it all comes down to these last 10 games is, is what happens in these last 10 games and are they able to figure out something and are they able to find something and capitalize and stay healthy and and i think that i think that they can i mean it's just i mean but listen like injuries are injuries we just we won't know until we know
0: yeah and i feel like you know obviously we've got three weeks here to to get right they're gonna have nearly a week of off time i believe right
2: Yes. Since the game,
0: since the game ended, right? So basically, right now, they're just about to get back to work. But, and, and do we know, Jackson, you might have some idea, Cameron, you too, of who we might be targeting to, to play a scrimmage? Um, did I, uh, <laughs> Schmetzer say that they were going to look for a match? Yes. Yeah.
2: He, yeah. No. He, he, did, he did say that, yes. I'm not sure how much more I can share. Um, but just watch for that in the next uh, week or so. Yeah. Fine. So I know I got to run soon, but, uh, but your, yeah, that's, that's your US two champions. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: What? Ballard FC is going to win the USL two this weekend, and then maybe it'll be them.
0: Hope so. That'd Hope actually so. be pretty cool. But although you win a championship, the last thing you want to do is play a game. Right. Later, right. Right. So, but if it's against the Sounders, and you're a uh, you know, USL two, you you want to you want to get exposure.
1: Right. C- couple more minutes without Jackson here, so I, I want to ask you, Jackson. Do you think anything's different this summer if Ariaga doesn't get hurt and they try to move on? Would they have tried to move on from their co- his contract in your mind, freeing up you know, what, six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars, which could get a at least a serviceable backup you Know uh, maybe a triple A AAA level uh uh striker or someone to come in and help relieve Rui in a way that maybe a bear and Freddie haven't been able to.
2: Maybe it's possible. I mean, you know, it is it, it requires two things to happen a for some team to be interested in, enough to buy Arriaga, and second for the Sounders to be able to spend that money on somebody else. So it requires two different things to happen, but you know, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's it was potentially in the cards. Uh, who knows? I mean. Only Craig Weibel knows the answer to that question. True. True.
1: Any final questions there for uh, Jackson,
0: Aaron? Uh, I concur. I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading. Uh, question for Jackson from Raze Jose. To circle back to how we started the show. what What's some... What some you could, oh, here we go, okay. Give them some advice on in getting into the sporting industry. <laughs> What's some and, advice and give someone in college who wants to be part of the sports industry, especially the sounders?
2: If you're in college, find see if any see if your college has any ways of connecting you to professionals in a desired field. Um, that's a big reason that 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 I was able to connect with KJR. But also I would say just send DMs um, you know, just send, 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 them, send me a DM. My DMS are open at Jackson B. Feltz. You know, we, we often have people in for job shadows and, you know, you know, see what comes of that and just get your name and get your face in, and get your contact in and whatever. I mean, just like, uh, internships are tough. We don't do internships at KJR, but like if you can get internships are the best way, that's how I got in. And that's how a lot of people got in is internships. But listen, whether it's an internship, whether it's just a job shadow, just get your face and get your foot in the door and be known. And that's the best advice I can give because having done it myself in a few different ways, um, you know, that's just just find a way to get a foot in the door. And then once you get in a foot in the door, just make them not necessarily make them remember you, but but make them aware of you.
0: Awesome, and I he actually has one more question that, that I think is great for both of you and and, and maybe me. I haven't thought about it, um, and then we'll wrap things up with one question from myself. Okay. Uh, so, Rosé Jose also asks if you could ask Coach Metcher one one question. What would it be?
2: Now, what's your favorite? Cameron, why don't you start uh... with that one? Oh yeah!
0: No, I want to hear Cameron's first. Actually, uh,
1: why can't you give Jackson a good game to call? Oh, jeez! <laughs> Come on! they no, really, really, no. really, really. Come on! No, what I would. I, I would ask him. What does it feel like to, you know, be able to coach the team that you uh, have been an ambassador for for your for almost your entire life?
2: That's cool, Jackson. What's your favorite tequila?
1: <laughs> also it's not fair because i've i at least once every other year i get to sit down with uh coach schmetzer in alliance council meetings and ask him whatever i want for a. yeah hour. i mean like so, and
2: like listen like i we, we have the guy not only on kgr once a week but i talk to him twice a week for you know press conferences so yeah all right Aaron. Yeah, so hit, what hit, I, hit, I would hit, want hit, is hit, to... hit, hit me with your last question
0: well, I will, but I, I would say I would have to be at a campfire with Schmetzer and get a little high and then ask him what is something you could never tell any, anyone else that's happened in like a Sounders locker room uh, that you would never tell the public. I would love to. I'd love to get that one from Schmetzer when he retires because, you know, he smokes a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so, OK, uh, mine is. Uh, are we making the playoffs? Yes or no? Cameron yes. and Jackson. Jackson, you yes. go first.
2: Yes. yes, yes, and we're we're gonna get a home game in the first game. I can't tell you what seed we are, but I think we're gonna host a home game in in the first game.
1: Yeah, I I think we're making the playoffs. I, I we have too much talent not to. Um, uh, if we don't, there's gonna be some wholesale changes. Um, at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, and I I also think we do. Uh, I think we are too too good to be this bad I think we're just having a moment I think yes injuries are the issue we have three weeks here we'll we'll find out in the first two games after this break I think uh our trajectory and I think that's playoffs all right Jackson uh appreciate it my friend it's a Thursday night finish your tequila watch some Netflix and uh love to have you on again soon
2: good to talk to you guys thanks so much
1: yeah talk to you soon
0: Jackson later
1: So now, now that he's gone, how was he really in the call? No, he was great. I loved him. I'm kidding. Uh, I, I was super stoked. And, I, you know, I'm, I've gotten to know Jackson well. And, and what a great dude. And to have him come on here is so cool.
0: Yeah. And I think it's good to ca- have it like I think we started our first ever episode together with him. I think we started mm-hmm. this se- season with him. So we kind of broke the mold by having a mid season, but it is just kind of like a break, which also, yeah. you know what I thought about today? Uh we're on a summer break for soccer. Not by like choice, but we are at the exact same time F1's on their summer break, Cameron. What are we mm. doing on weekends now? Mm. We have like three weeks of I guess we have well, I mean we have baseball.
1: Yeah, I mean this weekend is seafair, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go down and watch Hydroplanes race. Oh yeah gonna find i don't know if i'll be able to find nicholas biela because he has vip tickets so i'm gonna be wandering around with the poor people while he's up in the hoity-toity land but i love seafair it's my favorite holiday uh as a kid i grew up on the finish line for seafair and so uh i'm just so excited to take my nephew down and take him into the pits so he can see all the uh the boats and, and their engines. And he, you know, he's a big racing, um, you know, builds his own dirt bike and stuff like that. So okay. that's what I'm doing, but I, I, I do miss F1. I do miss the Sounders, but I gotta be honest, a little break from the Sounders isn't so bad. Cause, cause when, as soon as they come back, um, you know, maybe we'll be ready for some more Sounders.
0: I mean, they needed a break and they're getting paid. <laughs> 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 we're paying I mean, no, that. I, We're paying and we are disappointed. So we need a little bit of a break too. Distance yeah. makes the heart grow fonder, right? Yeah,
1: and I mean, I I I told Jackson, you know, I think we need a break, but he said, you know, I want them to get healthy and to be able to play together. I imagine they'll practice, and that and that friendly will really uh, do a lot, you know, or scrimmage or whatever you want to call it, will do a lot to keep us fresh. Yeah, it's necessary. So, yeah, yes. well, um. Did you have any other takeaways from the game on uh, last mm. Sunday? I mean, the the so the I'm Monterey yeah match?
0: I do I do I mean we were there together yeah, yeah. first time for the we invite watched the game together yeah isn't that weird yeah um thanks for the invite that was fantastic my I'm more concerned about the Real Salt Lake match than Monterey mm-hmm. I think I think a realistic head uh, going into the tournament. Uh, says Monterey, even at home, is going to be tough, so there's a chance we might lose uh, that match. We'll put up a good fight, but there's a chance we could lose. We want to win, but they're the best team in Mexico. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're the best team in Mexico. A lot more money on that team. So, yeah, that means the focus should have been we need to get three points, regardless of our history in Sandy, Utah. We need to get three points three points especially with a draw and a loss in penalties gives you a point um right that's how they were doing it one two three yeah um, if you draw and win penalties you get to a second point uh, so I,
1: I well interesting someone said that but i didn't realize that i thought
0: i i'm almost a 100 i'm 97.6 yeah. because nicholas said
1: something about that during our last show but that wasn't my understanding you either won or you lost but, i think because um, they're,
0: they're only playing two matches so yeah um, but anyway that that was such a flat game. That right up there with Portland, and we scored in Portland.
1: Oh, way worse than Portland, I thought.
0: Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah. I, then I agree. I just, I think those I 19 how hot I wanted Port- to be.
1: Those nineteen minutes in Portland were the worst I've ever seen. That's true. That's true. That was a just thing. a
0: collapse where this was just yeah. laying down the entire time. So, oh um, dang!
1: Fight outside of Red Bull Arena between New York City FC and Red Bull supporters—that's not a good look. Just breaking soccer news. I, I, think, all the that's time just, I think that's sure. just
0: history repeating itself. I
1: yeah. mean, they had—they did have a rumble before, but yeah. uh, come on, it's League's Cup, people. Yeah.
0: Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, my takeaways from just this tournament is that was really concerning, and I'm not surprised by a loss. I'm surprised that we lost that way against Monterey with the way we started. To go, it's like we were trying to score all of the goals, which was fantastic. We were playing great. But I mean, a free kick isn't run of play. It's right when the game started. It was just a yeah. fucking awesome free kick, right? And thankfully, we got to see a direct free kick going a goal. I feel like Dempsey against Dallas was the last time I saw one. I know that's not true. No, but, but it,
1: it's been a long it's time. It's been a minute.
0: So it was... It's been a minute. So there's that. And then we got the Leo Chu to Morris connection, which, uh, hello, I think that that's just what needs to happen. Figure everything else out. Get them on the field in those positions and figure everyone else out. Because the best we've looked was when they were consistently playing together in those positions. And then that first 15, what was it, the sixth, seventh minute when we scored that? Seven, eight, ninth? I don't know. So then we just looked like we wanted to keep pushing when we didn't need to do that. And I think that's what caught us out because it gave Monterey was able to get their feet under them and they, their style of play was conducive to us trying to push. Yeah. And and I'm not,
1: I'm not worried about after the first goal, I'm not worried about any of those other goals because at that point we went, we were going all the way forward, right? We were pushing everyone, which left us exposed at the back and they were able to take an advantage yeah. of it. Like that's not th- because we had no choice because it was a cup match, right? Like we yeah. had to score those goals. So uh, I, I don't think it's indicative of anything that we need to worry about in our defense. It was more, that's how we had to play in order to have a chance um, mm-hmm. once, once they scored. Now, when we were up to nothing, that's a different story. We just needed yeah. one more goal. We also got the red card we, we would have, even if we had won 3 nothing. if we still know. the red card, we don't get it, so we
0: lose. <laughs> it was just like, okay. uh, at least we got to see multiple goals, but we definitely saw all the reasons why we weren't going to make it through. Uh, but yeah, R- Real Salt Lake is what concerned me, uh, I think. So this break yeah. is going gonna, is gonna to be a good hard reset. I am hopeful for Christian, but that does worry me. I mean, like... I hope the best for Christian, and I, and yeah. I do think he's gonna, he's coming back. Obviously, I don't think it's like career-ending worry, but uh, you never know with head injuries and the length of time he was out with the first one, and now it's happened again. Is is definitely and, and how important he is to being on the field, him and JP. But JP needed this break too. I mean, everyone really did, but JP needed this break coming from injury. What what's he going to look like? Is he going to? He, he's probably going to look fresh and hungry. And we saw what happened when we didn't have him last year. So I'm glad we've had him up to this point, but now he gets to rest and rejuvenate that knee a little bit. And yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Just, it's, it's just, I mean, I
1: think maybe it's a good break for us too. Not that we have to not do the show, but uh, a good break from having to talk Sounders. We can, maybe this is the time where we can do some one-off butts on, on for the next couple of weeks on different sports.
0: Yeah, i just see the listenership plummet, but um, we could try yeah, it. So we'll come back when it. the Sounders are back. That's true. You guys will. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so what, what was your takeaway from this tournament?
1: Yeah, I mean, disappointment. I feel like uh, they said they were going to take it seriously. They said that this was a new start. This, they were basically flexing that the whole season was going to be um, – defined moving forward by this tournament and then we shat the bed Mm -hmm. so yeah um i'm disappointed uh you know i almost wish they hadn't scored those two goals against monterey because that got our hopes up as jackson said uh it made us believe maybe there was a chance especially because we only needed one more goal at that point in order to make us go through and then it all fell apart so it was it was uh Kind of a bummer if they just if we hadn't scored any and we had just lost you know three nothing it would have been like whatever.
0: Yeah, I feel like Atlanta at home is a a good comeback. It would yeah, I wouldn't I wonder, want it to be the Portland match, you know. Or I wonder if Garth's going to be actually. here. Maybe
1: I'll, I'll I'll email Garth and see if he wants to hop on us the week before that match and talk about the
0: season. For real? Because you yeah. not. Thinking, oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I don't know if he
1: will because. I don't know what the media guy is like there, but we don't have the media guy at the Sounders blocking us anymore, so he might just do it.
0: That's true, and god damn it, that means I got to find another place to record other than my garage. <laughs> no, it's fine. Garth <laughs> won't care.
1: Garth, Garth's a cool dude, so I'll, 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 I'll shoot him an email this week or
0: this weekend. Oh, that'd be dope. Um, okay, what do you have? Anything you want to talk about, Cameron? much um,
1: you know. There, there Being was positive, maybe. Yeah, there was one I had that was, um, I can't remember. So I think I'm gonna leave it. Uh, uh, oh, I now see the raccoon in the uh, press box in RSL. That's funny. Um, the the one thing that I really, I've just been bumming on Seattle sports lately, and I like live and die by them. And with the Pac-12 pretty much dying tonight. Um, You know, we were already down to the Pac-9. Now Arizona's gone. Uh, The Huskies were my first love, Husky football. Um, I went to every football game, home football game, from halfway through 1986 until the 1998 season, into the 98 season, uh, wait, into 97 season, excuse me. Um, 49 of 50 home games. I only missed 1990 versus USC. So, uh, you know, the Pac-12 news that's happening immediately. It's weird that our whole... Sports landscape in Seattle is being changed in the moment. Um, we've had teams struggling. Um, you know the, the the Seattle Orcas lost in the cricket championship
0: game. Yeah, uh, such a bummer. I have something to tell you after we turn this off.
1: Okay, hopefully, hopefully, well, they'll be playing here not next season but the season after. We'll actually get home games. So uh, get ready for that. But um, Mary- Marymoor, I believe. Yeah, Marymoor Park because uh, they're building it for the the cricket world cup so this is what i'm going to say we've been in a lull we've been in a rut and, and that includes a storm too they haven't been playing great this is one of their worst seasons ever i believe uh at least since they've gotten good
0: um well no see bird. <laughs> yeah sounders or, are Bri- gonna turn, or brianna right here's the thing
1: sounders are going to turn it around like they have to they have too much talent um i think the mariners are going to turn it around they have talent and they're pissed off and they've they upgraded at second base and in the outfield um the Huskies yeah. are going to be a great team this year. See I'm just saying, I'm saying man, that. Seattle Sports are about to get fun again. And that's the thing is it, it's been such a long late spring and summer. But I think by the fall we're going to be celebrating some cool stuff
0: including the announcement that the Sonics are coming back.
1: Ooh, that would be cool. I think we might I, I think we gotta wait till their TV deal's done, so we'll see when that happens. But uh man, I would love that.
0: Yeah. And and I'm I'm hopeful too. Like like we said with Jackson on his send off that you know, we all think that we're gonna make the playoffs. Something's gonna we're not underwater right now, even entering yeah. the return. So it is just concerning how unknown the issue seems to be. You know, you can point either at a lot of things or is it just one thing that we can't identify? Um, And injuries are always an easy thing to blame. because One, because they're true, right? It's cut and dry. The best players on our team have been injured either together at the same time or they've bridged their injuries. And so we've just consistently not had some of our best players that's a reasonable excuse. It's also, we should have a good enough coaching staff and depth and team yeah. to make up for that. And at times we've seen that, and there's where the hope still lies. We've seen either a s- sequence, 15 minutes, a half, a whole match, a Dallas match, where we've looked fantastic. Um, so it's we, we know it's there. This needs to be the break where we figure that out. Yep. And uh, also, I think the Seahawks are going to be damn good this year. I oh, think. I didn't even mention uh, the Seahawks. Yes, yeah. I, I think that. I think I. I mean, I'm. That's one thing I'm excited about right now. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: It almost all ended with, uh, uh, what's his name? Our quarter Gino Smith's DUI, but uh, they decided not to charge him. So, well, hey, he got a DUI again. Yeah, I guess uh, they decided not to charge him for a DUI. Where, that he where got. Was, so.
0: Where did he get pulled over?
1: I have no idea. I just saw it on... It on- had to have
0: been like Bellevue. And- <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's one of the things... <laughs> that de- that police department's got to be paid off by now. <laughs> See, <laughs> you know, it's just to be like, hey, just don't have any guys at our exit of our facility. Let them race. <laughs> Wasn't yeah. that like Marshawn and- or someone else that like raced out of there?
1: Yeah, so uh, Der- maybe Derek Coleman? I don't know. He may have just had a hit and run near the. Yeah, I think he had a
0: hit and run. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but, um,
1: but yeah. So they're gonna have a good year. Uh, they're gonna have a good year. It's fun. Um, you know, let's just let's come on, Sounders. Let's do this. Let's. We've got the talent. Leo Chu is is phenomenal. We have an embarrassment of riches when you have to decide where you're gonna start. Jordan Morris and mm-hmm. Christian on Like, come on. Let's. What what, what what do you do? Like, if you want everyone on the field
0: and Ruzne and Nico yeah, and. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah.
1: ran out of time, so I didn't get to ask Jackson about my theory on. I feel like we could have sold Nuhu and the value, the the drop in play to Baker compared to the value we would have gotten from another striker. Uh, I think we would have gained more out of out of a new uh, striker that could come in and play uh, versus yeah, yeah. a uh,
0: a Nuhu. Yeah, but then I'm worried about our depth behind Baker when we might need it. Which we have none. <laughs> you know, it, all it takes is a weird kick. Um, yeah, which we'd have none. It would be, I guess it would be Kellen Rowe, right? Yeah. Which is serviceable. Okay, I think we should uh, pull this one into port. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think so. Where can they Where can they find you on the internet? There, Aaron
0: on X at A A R O N L A N G L E Y Aaron Lingley and. Cameron, have you been on our scuttlebutt Instagram or?
1: No, I still got to figure out how to log in. So I got to get the password, find the password that you, where you sent it to me. And, yeah, I was like,
0: don't say get the password. I definitely gave you the password. Oh, like, you sent right, it. I just, right after you told this entire audience that you were going yeah, go <laughs> to be interacting with you them. It
1: to me. did you email it to me? I don't know. I'm going to go find it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can follow the show on uh, Scuttlebutt on Instagram. You can find me. On Instagram at Legal Minded Punk. I'm also on X slash Twitter, uh, Blue Sky, and uh, Threads. Is that the Instagram one? Yeah. Threads.
0: Yeah. And I'm been-
1: at, If anyone out there knows anyone who works at Instagram, please get in touch with me uh, at Legal Minded uh, We cannot get um, author, you know, the blue check mark on which is not like the Twitter one. It's it's on Instagram. Uh, for for the Super Hawks, and they won't give it to us, and I, I don't know why they they no longer answer the phones. They've laid everyone off. Uh, they're supposed to tell you within thirty days. Twice I've I've done it, more than thirty days apart, and neither time have they responded. So I don't know what's going on, but uh, we need verification. So if you know anyone out there listening knows anyone at Instagram, please get in touch. I need help.
0: Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I want to follow that uh that little. I want to see your lawyer lawyer things attack this. This will be fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's my job as the, the lawyer for the team. But uh, yeah, uh, you know what, guys, we're on a summer break, and and I just want to say we love you all. Thank you for listening. You know, thank you for interacting in the um, uh, Discord. Discord. I was going to say discount. That doesn't make sense. And the Discord. Uh, bring some more people in. You know, we can build the com- you We're always going to remember you. Like the original ones, <laughs> you're always going to be our favorites. Don't worry. We're always going to read your questions. Bring more people in so we can keep growing and keep getting big and review. And you know, we love you guys. It's just it's been so cool to build this community. Uh, and um, you know, we're at. What did we just hit? Some big miles. Did we just hit 100 episodes? 50 mm. episodes?
0: 50, yeah, well, 53 now, yeah. 53, yes. Yeah, so. Remember we did that huge celebration where we forgot that it was our 50th? And yeah, our yeah. World.
1: So, uh, you know, we just hit 50. Um, it's been super fun. So keep keep on keeping on. Keep keep riding with us. It's been good, and it's only going to get better.
0: Wholeheartedly agree. Thank you very much. And take this time, whether it – and whether this body of water I'm going to suggest is either a lake, the ocean, or just a, a kitty doggy pool in your backyard – Or your deck Or somewhere, go find it Grab a drink, your favorite drink Stick your feet in it Enjoy this beautiful weather before the smoke comes Rejuvenate yourself Find some zen It's going to be a whole new Seattle sports world In three weeks With Seahawks about to start Pretty good clear picture for the M's And of course our Sounders coming back Which will feel like a whole new season And we're already in playoff position So if you can think about it like that versus the last third of the season and look how we've been performing, let's get a fresh take, grab a drink, put your feet in some water, enjoy the summer, and allow James to take us away. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFCScuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's Brit Vox U.S. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders!
2: Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both
1: unequivocally and reasonably the best MLS team of all time.